everyone, and welcome back to Irrational Passions Presents. It's another fireside chat. It's me, Alex Eniel, and my partner in podcast, Mr. Brian Nobishan Jackson. Hi, Nobishan. Hello. We're here belated, a little late. We meant to do this in January, the true prediction time of the year, the, the gifts that keep on giving. Um, but here we are to make some 2020 predictions. Now, part of this is me having wanted to do this forever and our two co-hosts uh, hating console video games. Uh, part of this is uh, Next Gen is happening this year, for sure. For sure. I think that was like the original idea that you pitched me, Nabashin, was like, hey, do you want to make predictions about Next Gen? Uh-huh. Uh, and then part of this is just me having listened to Podcast Beyond for like 28 years, however long, <laughs> um, and... I've always wanted to do like a prediction style show with like the little segmented parts of predictions, um, but we've just never gotten around to doing it. I think we've done it a little bit on the Irrational Passions podcast proper a couple of times in the past, but uh, this is like we we both have or we both will have a set number of predictions. They'll be detailed, uh, and we're going to be talking about next gen, uh, which is very exciting. We're it's so we're recording this February tenth. I just want to get it out all out there. I'm going to hopefully get this out very quickly to when we're recording it, unlike some of our other recent Presents conversations. But it's a new year. <laughs> still, It's still new, technically. <laughs> um, it's still fresh. We still don't know anything about uh, PlayStation 5 and Series X launch or window or price or anything. We're still in the unknown, uh, which is the most exciting time to be. So I think... Uh... Yeah, thank you. Elsa, where are you? Raising my hand, please. Aurora, come sing with me. Um, If you are listening to this and somehow a PlayStation event or an Xbox event has been unveiled and they're announcing stuff while you're listening to it, then I'm sorry. We were too late. But hey, we're here to have some fun, okay? No one ruin our fun. Uh, Let's make some predictions. Nabashin, how do you want to start off? You want just general vibes about next gen? Uh, how are you feeling about it? Are you excited about it? Yeah, let's let's uh let's just have a general conversation at first and just like lead into the predictions. I think. Mm-hmm. For sure, I I'm like I've been I've been going back and rewatching a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of reactions, predictions, things like that for like just general E3 stuff, like the big hype moments uh, of the year throughout the year, uh, and I'm I'm like all stoked again again like all over again i should say i had a a rough december where i was pretty down on video games i was in a a bit of a slump as far as being able to play games and we took i took some time off in january feel recharged kingdom hearts came out feeling good dude Uh riding a strong high off my current game of the year kingdom hearts 3 remind (laughs) um uh, followed quickly by kakarot (laughs) real quick um I just had the thought, like, today when I was um, working and everything like that, I was like, man, it's been almost three years since the last time I played Persona 5. So it was like... I know, dude. Yeah, it's so coming. I'm very excited to play um, uh, and Royal I, when it comes out. I replayed it last year in a similar time to when I replayed Tales of Vesperia to the definitive edition of that. So I'm, like, super stoked to go in. I, I feel like I will be primed to be able to point out the differences and kind of really understand what makes that that version different which i'm stoked about and, and also you know really ex- excited for scramble as well just because it's somewhat of a sequel <laughs> so, yeah which is crazy it's it's super cool seeing 
how elaborate that is. I, I still don't know too much. I watched a little bit of that Japanese demo that was out there. Yeah, I played a little uh, bit of the demo. I was like, oh, wow, this is a lot more than I, I even expect this to be. So like, I just stopped yeah. there and just like, okay, I'm just going to go in and fly for the rest of the bit. So. It reminds me of the best parts of Ultimax and Persona 4 Arena, which is good. That's a high compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked those stories a lot, uh, even though I didn't end up finishing Ultimax. I liked how it went about sequelizing that that property. So I'm excited. I don't know. That's still not confirmed for the West, right? Uh, scramble? Yeah. I think it's confirmed. It just doesn't have a date. No yet. date. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's like th- this month in Japan, right? So mm-hmm. uh, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm, man, Persona 5 Royal comes out on my birthday, dude. Ain't ain't nothing better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's funny because I got Persona 5 on my birthday early uh, a couple years ago. So now uh, it's come full circle. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've just gotten restoked about new consoles, launch games, new platforms, like all over again. I, I I love that kind of stuff. And and it's crazy to think, once again, it has been seven whole ass years <laughs> since uh, last gen came out, which was true, roughly, of, um, of when PS4 and Xbox One came out as well, of like, oh yeah, it's been seven years. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time. It's time to, to kind of like update and, and try something new and like i i think i've pointed out on irrational passions podcast this is the first time like irrational passions has like existed throughout the whole generation right so mm-hmm. we were there in the beginning i was there you know like i remember my tweeting like when will my playstation 4 deliver today <laughs> like during that that launch day when it came out mm-hmm. uh and it didn't deliver till like 8 p.m or whatever and i was so bummed out um, to like getting the Xbox One with the Titanfall bundle, um, like I just I had so much so much fun coming into this current generation, and I think it's just been such a great, great generation for video games. Like some of the just absolute all star ten out of ten video games have come out on these consoles, so it's it's just exciting to be in that reset in that refresh period. Um, are you excited? Are are you feeling the hype, or or is it just like uh, it's more powerful? I guess. Um, like I, I'm 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 tentatively excited. I'm like I'm more I'm more excited for like is like the thing like it's it's really weird to say, but like the thing that I just care about and I just like need to like see for myself is just like this whole backwards compatibility situation. Like mm. for some reason, this is, that just became more and more of a thing that does matter to me. And I've been thinking about that a lot more lately. Like like I remember like the uh like the PS3 um uh I'm sorry like uh like the PS5 re- rumors was just like um oh it's gonna be backward compatible back- compatible for the whole entire PlayStation family I think that's bullshit but mm. like but like God like if there's anything that I want more is is that like I would love that I want that more than like anything and that's like this like that's 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 such a secondary thing too I I I feel that in my in, you know like I feel that it's like it's not something that like they'll prior um make that priority like other than like PS4 games but like not PlayStation 3 games why why like you have PlayStation why? now that's that's fine enough like I'm just thinking like uh you know like brand manager I guess you would say like um like, why would you, like, make the resources for that? Why why even go back to PlayStation 1 type of thing? Like, at least that's what I think, of, that's how I think Sony is now. It's, like, mm. something that doesn't care about their legacy too, too much. Which, they, which I feel like they should. 
and like that's what I would love. Like, 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 because like if if that gets announced for a PlayStation Five, it goes back that far. That's like automatic day one. I want it right then, right now. I really, really want it. But like, like right now, I'm just like in a, in a, like a weird place where it's like. Like I kind of want to play GameCube games again, and I found my Wii, and I, I was like, "Oh, I could get, I could, I could play GameCube games on my Wii," and because I thought my Wii was broken, but apparently it wasn't. So it's like, uh, maybe I'll look into like getting the Thousand Year Door and just trying that out for the first first time or something yeah. like that. I'm nodding know. and smiling this whole time. I want you to know that <laughs> <laughs> people can hear it through my microphone, just the the, the smile in my face. Uh, yeah, I think like you bring up a lot of good points too. Like, it's so crazy to think that Xbox One launched without backwards compatibility. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how fundamental it is to this generation of, like, Xbox being a platform for all of Xbox, right? Mm -hmm. To think that all of Xbox lives within the Xbox One, and they've created an infrastructure where that will just, of course, be on Xbox Series X. Like, of course, whatever the future of Xbox, it's just going to inherently have those things as well. And they've been very clear about that. They've... They've made promises about like entitlements carrying over your games just carrying forward again. Um, like the idea that one day you updated your Xbox One and all of your 360 games that you digitally purchased were just there the next is insane, right? But they pulled it off. They did it. Like we live in a post back compatibility world, uh, and that's awesome. Like no one's done that before. Um, and not and just I, and not just making them backwards compatible, but like actually actually improving the games as well, optimizing them. Yeah, yeah. Like having some things are make them scale to 4K and stuff like that. Some have HDR. Like Mirror's Edge has HDR on Xbox 360 for or Xbox One one for do backwards compatibility for whatever reason. But like that's awesome. And yeah, like, giving developers tools to update it to like add those things if they want it. You know. Yeah, that's why I was so bummed when it's like um they announced they were stopping that. But, like, I think it's more of, like, they're just getting ready to, like, to make it all work into the Xbox One um, Series X. Yeah. And like, hopefully they'll go back to, like, doing that. Because there's still, like, a few missing. But, like, you, you know, it's just, like, something, like, I'm personally passionate about. And, mm-hmm. like, that that's what really made the Xbox One for me. Because, like, I remember getting the Xbox One because it had backwards compatibility. I bought the console because of that. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they put Tales of Vesperia on stage, baby. <laughs> Xbox fanboy, Xbox fanboy for life. I'll tell you what, they got me. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's a it's a huge selling point, and it, it makes that platform different than PS4. Uh, mm-hmm. Is is a big thing. It is a differentiating factor. Uh, and fun fact, one of my predictions is about backwards compatibility on PS5 and what that might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. It's it's crazy. I if if Sony doesn't do anything but PS4 backwards compatibility. You know, I, I think it's just not going to look good to the outside. But, like, yeah, I, I really hope that they make this a platform that can be a legacy platform as well. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if it is. Like, I don't, like, sure, you can say that, but it's like to the mass audience, I don't think nobody really cares about, sure. like, backwards compatibility, backwards compatibility that far. Like, if as long as you got my four games, I'm fine, whatever. I just got into this console generation because of four, because I had Xbox 360 before. So, like, who cares type of thing. You might be right in that people don't care, but people do know is the thing. Like, there is a there is a knowledge out there. And, and like, there are people that have seen the pasture, like, the greener pastures over on Xbox 360 backwards compatibility universe, right? Um, that 
I think could be swayed, but like you look at stuff like Reignited Trilogy from Crash and and the uh, Spyro and all that, and you know those games sold well because people give a shit about those old PS One games. So I at at the end of the day, I do believe that there are people that care. Maybe they don't care enough for it to be a selling point, um, but it's at least something that if Sony did make the effort, they would get like lauded for it you know they would they would get approval from their fans mm-hmm. and i think maybe if push comes to shove they would do something like that you know it's in a similar way to like microsoft didn't start looking into backwards compatibility probably until after sony had like very clearly taken the lead against them mm-hmm. um and like you know the the management change and we got Phil Spencer instead of Don Matrick and all like a lot of things change at Xbox to for that to happen, but it wasn't a thing that they were looking at right away. But it's the thing that they figured out and were able to do because of the pressure that the competition kind of brought on them. So, if an inverse of that situation happens to PlayStation, I think it could for sure happen. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, it'll just happen because and it's maybe the right thing to do. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, you ready to make some predictions? Sure. Uh, do you want to start with... So we, I have five next-gen predictions. I assume that you, you got five racking around in there. Um, hopefully you, didn't, you don't have some of the same ones as me. Do you want to start with next-gen predictions or just general 2020 video games predictions? Uh, I'll do 2020. See me. I got, I got a really good next-gen one, though. This, this is the one I've been dying to tell you. It's my first prediction. Uh, let's start there just because I feel so good about this prediction and it's probably, it will absolutely almost assuredly not happen, but like it's one of those things where I will speak it and you'll be like, that's, they should do that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm helping myself at all here. Um, so this is my, I would say this is my biggest prediction. Microsoft will announce that the Xbox One X is the Xbox Series S. They're the same console. And they're going to rebrand it at the end of the year when Series X comes out and continue to sell it. But everyone that already has it already has a next-gen system, even if it's not the strongest one. But they're already on the board, and every Series X game will work on Xbox One X. Drop the mic. Bam. What do you think, Nabashin? So, you mean Xbox One X? One X is Series S. They equal S, the okay. same thing. Okay. Not the Series X, not the, the beefy tower. S and X but, sound the same, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. Um, but for like anyone familiar with the code names, right, the idea is that Microsoft is launching Series X as two consoles, a Series S or Lockhart, uh, and a Series X, or it was previously known as Anaconda, um, and essentially the idea is one is like a weaker but more affordable platform and the other is a powerhouse, very expensive platform, um, but with Series S and things like xCloud and Game Pass and streaming, you'd still be able to do and play everything that you would need in the this new platform of Xbox. My prediction is that they will tell tell everyone out there that if you have an Xbox One X, uh, of the Xbox One family, you already have a member of the Xbox Series family. And it's the Series S. They're going to re- continue selling it, and they're going to rebrand it this year. And there will be a software update available for that platform later this year uh, that will make it an a Xbox Series instead of uh, an Xbox One. 
Uh, and I think that is like I've been thinking that where this comes from is we we've been talking a lot about like or I, I think the industry as a whole has been talking a lot about the two platform idea that that Microsoft has been rumored to be doing for a very long time. And keep in mind this still isn't confirmed. Uh, but the idea of hey we're going to launch a new generation with two consoles, one that's weaker, one that's stronger has certainly been floating around and obviously it's been tested out with this current gen that we're in but to launch like that is a big deal i think the only way you successfully pull this off is by telling people that the weaker platform has already been in the wild for years for three years Mm. uh and i think one that'll be a bombshell i think people with an xbox one x will feel good and i i think the biggest thing is you don't want to alienate those people and i don't think you can put out a series x and a series s and say yeah they're both stronger than the xbox one x i just don't think that that is going to look good at this point mm-hmm. and this is this is great because it it literally delivers on the idea of no more generations of like hey you have already been in the next gen for three years like i hate to break it to you but you've already been there and we're letting you know that you can ride that out to the end of the series x generation and whenever we put out the series xs or whatever comes out after this is x plus whatever uh that'll be a new thing and we'll go on from there uh and essentially the series x will become the weaker platform and then that will become the stronger platform and that will continue on forever and ever and that all started with the xbox one x we were a part of it we've been living in the next gen already we just didn't know it yet i think that is the absolute bombshell way you not only like make a lot of people happy and make a make this transition make like it feels more make more sense right because they're going to be putting out those Uh, Xbox Series games for Xbox One as well for those first year, two years. Um, But it it, it makes the audience participatory. I think it is confusing, and there will be, like, PR stuff that they're going to have to handle around this. But if you just tell people, like, hey, we're going to keep selling the Xbox One X as our weaker version of the of the new platform going forward. I think people get that, they'll understand it, and they'll feel good about owning that platform right now. Um, mm-hmm. what do you think? I think it's good. I really hope this is true because if I predict this correctly, I will call myself Podcast Nostradamus for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, I I think there's a lot to a lot of hurdles to get over if they can pull this off as far as like the public relations aspect of this, but I think if they can do it, that could be huge for them absolutely huge uh it wouldn't stop me from buying a series x this fall but i i think it would stop a lot of people in a not a bad way i think it would be like okay i'm just gonna double down on the xbox platform that i own uh, and be like cool with that so that's my first one what you got an option what's yours uh one of mine is like um i it's kind of next gen but kind of not really but like um uh, I see the Nintendo Switch being supported third part third party wise for a good long while, like even past like twenty twenty one twenty like you know like um as far as like third party games being able to run on the Switch, I should say. Mm. Um, and I say this because like um like uh like we still have to make games for the Xbox One original, so like it's just like logical sense to me, and like and I think like um. Because the Switch is still so successful that, like, um, porting it 
to the Switch, even though it'll still have to be downgraded a little bit more. Like, like I think video games, like, at this point would be, like, made... I guess my prediction would be, like, video games would be made to the point that they downscale enough for still the Switch could run, like, maybe The Witcher 4 or something like that. So we'll see, like, a Witcher 4 on the Switch. I believe that will still be a thing. Mm, I like that. I, I really hope the Switch is supported for a very long time, even if games start looking real bad on it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, there are so many people that I think would appreciate that and having that platform. Um, and it is one of those things of, like, if you have no other way to play it, like, hey, like, you can still get in on a bunch of really cool games. Yeah. Um, like, the only, like, issue, I think, for my theory, is just, like, just the um, size. Size of games, like I think that it's just going to be like a general issue, like um, going forward. Like, I don't even know we even have a solution for that, honestly. Like, um, just just in a general type of thing. I think Outer Worlds might be download only, um, as like one of those things where it's like, hey, it's just not going to fit on a game cart. Um, I'm not positive about that. I I think they are, it's delayed because of um, uh, because of coronavirus, I believe, because they're they're going to release the physical edition. Uh, I mean, I, think I heard that like two days ago. <laughs> that you you might not be wrong. Uh, we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. That's a that's a fair a fair issue to bring up, especially like things like pre rendered cutscenes and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it was I, delayed because of the coronavirus. But like, um, the thing about like video games now and like why they're so big, like you know, Final Fantasy fifteen is like a hundred and like twenty years or something like that. It's like nothing's compressed anymore <laughs> because everything's on the Blu-ray disc. So like, it's just a matter of just compressing them. And like, I mean, I don't, like it'll obviously take away some stuff, but like you know, like hopefully it'll still be doable and manageable and good enough for people to play it. And like, like if, like, if we're if we're gonna go get into a future where like um, streaming is a thing and like we'll have to like deal with lag just because it's good enough. Like I think like stuff like that's good enough on the Switch as far as like yeah, um, true visuals and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Um, do you want to keep doing next gen predictions? Um, do you want to switch it up now? Uh, we can switch it up because um, I have more for this one anyway. Cool. Um, um I, I you want to? Yeah, you, let's snake it around. Um, oh, I have this written down. Uh, so one of my predictions for twenty twenty is that um, um, Half Life Alex. Um, Ooh, I have a Half-Life Alex one as well. <laughs> it's going to be uh, the top three highest-rated game of 2020. Ooh, guaranteed, guaranteed. I think so. I think, and you know, we we've we've probably talked about it before, but like the people that are going to review that are like the VR heads and the VR websites and all of that. Like the people that want a VR platform game, like a game that sets the tone for the platform. Mm. Um, so they're probably gonna like it if it is at all that you know if it, if it manages to scrape that at all. Um, do you think it's gonna get delayed? Um, probably at this point they haven't talked about it. It's supposed to come out in March. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a little troublesome. All right, the, my Half Life Alex prediction. A lot of a lot of little fine points here. <laughs> we're we're about to get into those fractions. Half Life Alex will be released on March thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth. It will play. Through this is a story prediction, the end of what would have been Half Life Two Episode Three. 
and toward even the end, it's a prequel. Even though it's a prequel, it's going to play through all the way through Half Life Two, Episode One, Episode Two, and then there will be an additional new stuff that will be essentially what Half Life Two, Episode Three would have been from Alex's perspective. And in that story, Gordon Freeman dies, and Alex becomes the protagonist of the game. And at the end of the game, Half Life Three will be teased. Bam. That's absolutely not going to happen, but uh, boy, howdy, is it bold prediction. I, I promise bold predictions, <laughs> not machine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what I'm thinking is it'll line up with Half-Life 2 for the most part, and then maybe it'll jump to Half-Life 2 Episode 2, because Alex isn't super in Episode 1, uh, and then you'll play a little bit past that. And, and by what, what I mean by Half-Life 2 Episode 3 is just that it will continue the story at some point. Uh, and then where it ends is it ends with Gordon Freeman dying. Uh, and Alex is now the protagonist of that series, uh, which sets up what Half-Life 3 will be. And I think they will, like, tease what that game is. I don't know if they'll, like, it'll be, like, a, a stinger trailer at the end that says Half-Life 3 coming soon. I think they'll just kind of set up that, hey, after this is Half-Life 3, we're going to make it. And this is to give you an idea of what it's going to be about. Part of that being... Gordon's dead. Alex is the hero now. Uh, and I think that's why you tell her story to get us there. Um, I really hope that's true because I just think that would be cool. I think that's too upsetting. <laughs> I I think so too, but I like I don't know. I, I want them to be bold with it. I don't want them to be uh, coy with it. People would be bummed that Gordon Freeman died even though he's like he's a like completely <laughs> lifeless protagonist that means nothing. <laughs> uh, people are way too attached to him for no reason. Uh, Alex is like the star character of that franchise and her dad, so that's why that's why I'm kind of hoping for that. All right, what you got? Or I guess, do you want to snake it and I'll go again? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Nintendo, this is based on recent rumors and my hopes and dreams. Nintendo announces a new Paper Mario game on Switch, turn-based RPG with companions, uh, and other Mario characters will be playable as well. So you'll have companions, and Mario, Luigi, Bowser, or whatever. I don't necessarily know if it'll be them, but I hope it will be. Uh, and also, Thousand Year Door will come to Switch this year. I don't know if that Mario Paper Mario game comes out this year, um, but I think a Thousand Year Door ported to Switch definitely comes out this year. Believe, Nobishin. Believe. Uh, that's based on, like, I guess there have been recent rumors saying that a new 2D Metroid and a new Paper Mario game will be coming to Switch this year, and Gosh, I hope they're true. God, I really want them to be. Uh, but that's also me just trying to like give a little bit of detail on what I think that game will be. I think it'll be an RPG. I think it'll have companions. I think you'll be able to play as different Mario characters or of the Mario fam, as well as your Bomb and your Piranha Plan and all that companion folks. Uh, they haven't well, actually Luigi done that. Will finally be playable? He was playable in Super Paper Mario, so... He got enough of his due. But yes, he will be playable for sure. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I, I just really want them to go back to the RPG. I want them to do party members again. I, I really just want them to make a proper sequel to Thousand Year Door, and I think that's what they'll announce. Will you ever play Color Splash before this game eventually comes out? I might. I'm I'm tempted by Color Splash. I'm not tempted by Sticker Star. Uh, but I am tempted by Color Splash. So maybe. Gerard liked it, and I like Gerard, so mm. we'll see. The completionist for listeners at home. Um, what you got, Abishin? 
Uh, so I wouldn't do the prediction of what the Platinum 4 is going to be. Ooh, I don't have one for this, so I'd love to hear it. Um, so when it was revealed was already the um, Kickstarter for the one for one on one remastered. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one of the other ones is going to be Bayonetta three. Just be showing that. Yeah, it'd be yeah. a good good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one will be the Okami game that um he's been <laughs> somewhat teasing, but somewhat not teasing. Like Ikumi he's... Nakamura is going to be directing, and she'll be owning for sure. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, and um. I think the last game is is either going to be a new IP or is going to be um, a Vanquish, another Vanquish. Mm, another Vanquish would make sense because they got the remaster coming out. Um, that would be hype. Vanquish two in twenty twenty? Are you kidding me? Mm. That would like the, be exciting. Like the only contentious thing with that is just be um, Shinji Mikami was part of um, Vanquish one, so mm-hmm. I don't know if I get them back again. I don't know. Yeah, probably not, but I I would bet he would give his blessing on that. Um for sure. Um Akumi Nakamura was in the the Okami Tease video. That's the only reason I bring her up. Yeah. Um I hope, man. She seems like she's got a good head on her shoulders and mm. is just very nice. Damn, I should so. make a prediction around her. <laughs> just like yeah, what, Akumi what is she Nakamura do next? owns E three. She rolls up to the Bethesda conference with that that Ghostwire Tokyo gameplay demo and blows us all away. Um, so another uh, general 2020 prediction, which is one I'm I'm burning through now. Uh, Square Enix will delay Avengers till March 2021. Again, that's right. the The dreaded double delay, Nabushin. Mm. They'll have a re unveil in June at E3 that will essentially reintroduce the game. It'll be more RPG-focused, giving each Avenger two or three skill trees, kind of the Destiny stuff that, that you would expect. Uh, and, and that will specifically let each hero kind of have a different spec. Um, so here is my... They'll show off, like, here's my flight-slash-ranged-focused Iron Man versus my melee-focused Iron Man, right? The, the, they will have two Iron Mans play the same mission in two completely different ways and be like, if you spec this skill tree, this will be this. If you spec this skill tree, this will be that. I think that is something that didn't exist in the original version of this game, and that's something that maybe they've been working on in the last year that it's been uh, delayed. And they'll, they'll in this reintroduction at E3, that's when they'll, they'll kind of focus on like, hey, you're going to have a lot of freedom to make your favorite hero the way you want to play them. Um, and I think that will be like the push of, of mechanically the push of what they show of that game this year. When it gets delayed till March, I don't know. I bet it's after E3. I bet they delay it in like August, <laughs> like right before it's supposed to come out. Um, but right now it's delayed till September. I just don't think it's going to hit this year. And I think that's probably a good thing. To, like let that game cook as long as it needs to cook to be good because I don't think it can come out and be bad. Because <laughs> with what's going on with Anthem right now, I just don't think they can do that. Um, and maybe they know that. Maybe I hope they know that. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm real worried about that game. <laughs> I, I think I told you about like I had like a weird night where I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna draft Avengers to my fantasy team," and I I didn't. <laughs> so right. Because uh, none of us are brave enough to. Um, yeah, like I, I like that's the, 
Like, I don't know if it's like just the mentality I have with this, like, um, case of a service thing, but it's like, it always feels like, um, when it's a new thing, it's like, it's like, it's like not guaranteed, but like, it just feels like it's always going to be like half baked when it comes out, and then like six months later, it'll be like, oh, it's fine. And like, yeah. you know, Anthem went past that time, obviously, but like, um, for the most part, like, it, like that's just what it feels like. Like, 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 if I were to make a, a, a prediction about Avengers in general, I think I just, I just think it's just not going to be the game what people want. Yeah, just in general, like not the people who play Destiny, not people who just want to play a single player, um, action game. Like, I think it's just going to be not satisfying both camps at the same time, which is, you know, I mean, that's just a, that's the general feel of that game in general. Like, like I don't see that game surprising people. I guess that's what I really mean to say. Like surprising yeah. as far as like, yeah, this is actually what I really want, or it's something that I, I didn't even know I wanted. It's like I just that game doesn't do that. Like it, it feels like a day's gone. It feels like an anthem. It feels like just that game. This is gonna be like, just gonna be that game. I guess it's too, it's too cookie cutter, which is hard. To, it's it's fun to say that when only like six other of those games exist. Mm. <laughs> um, which is like w- sad to see it being or at least feeling kind of copy and pasty of that. I don't know if you, like when, I guess people played it or saw play gameplay at like Comic-Cons of last year, I saw screenshots of the menus and it's like straight up Destiny menus. I don't know if you mm. saw this, but I it's like helmet slot, 200 power. And it's like, oh, I've seen this shit before. <laughs> um, and like, I'm cool with that, but I, I think if you're going to, they need to take a time to essentially represent this game just in general like i i would say like that's the heart of my prediction of like e3 they're gonna like from the ground up be like hey let's do the final fantasy 7 demo last year but with avengers let's get into combat slow it down explain everything that you're seeing explain how you actually play this game explain what is going to make your iron man different than your friend's iron man or like ways that these characters can mesh together why you would want to play with your friends why you would want to play this game at all right like they've just have not shown any of that uh let alone like don't even get me started on them like essentially holding the hook of this game the protagonist of this game until months after when they actually showed it mm. oh stupid it's the dumbest thing anyone's ever done announcing i don't know if you were as pissed off about this as i was novishin but like when they showed that whole Kamala Khan trailer, and it's like she's the one that was narrating over the demo that or the gameplay that you saw at E three, but we didn't talk about her at all, and she wasn't in it. It's like what? What are you doing? <laughs> like what? This is the coolest part about this game: the literal fresh eyes perspective that we as the player will have in this narrative. And you waited, <laughs> like you didn't show that. It doesn't make any sense. And it just shows a disconnect from, like, them thinking that what they were going to show of, like, it's the Avengers was going to be, like, everything that people needed. And it's like, no, you need to show me, like, why is it these Avengers? Who is with them? What perspective do I have in this story? Why do I want to play as this version of the Avengers? How do they play together? How do you play this game? (laughs) You know, like, so many questions that were just completely overlooked. So I think they just need to slow down and re-show that to game to people from, like, a ground-up perspective. Like, um, like, thinking about, like, the way they showed that game, too, it's just, like, it's... It's it's crazy. Not not crazy, but it's, like... It's, like, why would they think this would work? Like, why would you think, like, showing Captain America die when he's a playable character, and us, like, just to believe that, like, you're not gonna play him again? Yeah. Like, like that's, like... like that's the most... 
I don't know, it, man. It it doesn't make any sense. And I think like I understand them not necessarily showing a lot of moment to moment gameplay because I would bet that the frame rate was rough. Uh, just going off of what I heard, folks that did see like the demo of that first mission uh, where you get to play as all five of the Avengers or whatever. Uh-huh. But even still, like I think you just show that like you you can't wait this long and just try and bait people like like it's just the wrong thing to do, um, especially like in the same presentation as Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? Like that was like we're going to show this game exactly how people who play video games want to see this video game, which is like we're going to play it, we're going to tell you what we're doing when we're playing it, and you're going to think it's cool because it's referencing back to this thing that you know before, um. Like I think, I think if they had just done the literal same thing for Avengers, it would have gone over at least better, even if it wasn't as interesting a video game, you know. Uh-huh. Um, just because it was more genuine, you know, and focused. Uh, that's it's just that game needs a genuine and focused presentation, and I, I'm hoping that's what we get at E3. Uh, what you got, Nobishin? Uh. For mine, like uh, I think this is like a, a an acquisition that I I see Sony, uh, not Sony, uh, Microsoft getting. Mm. Um. Uh, but like um, I think this is like something that they need like desperately, and like I, I just and I keep saying this like almost every year, but like I just I just feel like it, it has to happen. But like um, whatever the next Hajima uh, Hajime Tabata, uh, Tabata game. Um, it'll be um, they'll, we'll, they'll 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 own um Hajime Tabata's um um studio. I think they'll like acquire mm. that so they can have um a Japanese um studio for their system. Yeah, I remember you throwing this out there before. I think it's such a that's a great prediction for yeah. sure. Hajime Tabata is the guy who uh, finished Final Fantasy 15. That's the case. He's the fixer of the Final Fantasy series, uh, so to speak. Comes in, cleans it up, gets it out. Um. Yeah, he left after episode Arden came out. Um. I guess he he was like, what set to make presumably Final Fantasy sixteen, and he's gone. He had like a new studio in Square Enix, right? And that that whole studio closed. Um, yeah, with the uh, Luminous system, I believe. Yeah. So, and they, I think they just axed all of that. I think Lumina and all that is just done. All of that engine work and all that stuff. They're just gonna probably do Unreal stuff going forward. Which is I mean, fine. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, it's totally fine. Then again, like, um, what what was that um tech demo from like a few years ago? Wasn't that with the Luminous Engine or whatever? Uh, it might have been. I think it was, but I mean, we haven't heard anything since then. Mm. Uh, people thinking like whatever that is will turn into Final Fantasy sixteen, but like, I don't know, man. Namora is literally making Versus thirteen again, so like. <laughs> In within Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> so I don't know what's going on at Square Enix. There could be some conflict going on there. I, I really don't know, mm. um, but it, it seems like they're primarily focusing on not doing original engine stuff. Because I, I guess I don't know what Final Fantasy VII is running on, but I assume it's Unreal Four. Do you know? It, it, it's Unreal, definitely. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. That just seems like the right call for them to to refocus, recenter themselves, make games faster for a little while, and then maybe if they want to get back into making their own engine, they can after they've found their footing again. But yep. whatever Tabata is up to, hell yeah, man! I'd love to see him make a Microsoft a, a big RPG for Xbox uh, that is like a platform exclusive RPG with all the budget 
in it that you would want, like a Horizon equivalent, but in the Western sense or the Eastern sense. You so got a awesome. uh, prediction for Final Fantasy Seven? I don't. Oh, I you know I do. I I texted you of like I have the perfect idea of how that game should end. It's not one of my predictions, but I could tell it to you. Do you want to hear the, it? Yes, real quick. Do you think that screenshot that he put out literally the last image of that game? No. Where they're all out there in the sun with like all the characters right in front of it? No, I don't think it's the last image of the game. Okay. I think it's close. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 but I don't think they're that uh, coy. Um, I don't know why I have it in my head. I'm sure I'm positive, not sure, that I'm setting myself up for disappointment. Mm. But I, I just have a feeling that game goes a little bit past Midgar. Not a lot, but just a little bit. Um, my prediction of like, here's how you should end that game. It's not going to happen, but you're going to hear, it's going to be one of those things. I wish you were going to be like, this is, this guy's got some fucking ideas. <laughs> they should put them in video games or something. Um, the game ends with you leaving Midgar and going to calm. And it's like a huge, huge area. That's just like the area outside Midgar. Cause like, if you remember from Final Fantasy seven, it's Midgar and then like right up the street it is Calm, uh, the mm-hmm. village where um, Cloud recounts his story to about Sephiroth and Nibelheim, right? Mm-hmm. I am of the mind that will, ne- that... will Nibelheim be in that game? Yes. I mean, we, oh. We've already seen Nibelheim a little bit. The, at least the flashbacks of Cloud and young Cloud and young Tifa. Sure, sure, sure. Um, my, I'm of the mind that the flashbacks to Nibelheim that Cloud will tell the the group will happen uh, in Midgar um, when they're all locked up in prison, which is a uh, Maximilian dude prediction, but I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, but my, my ideal way you end that game is, like, after you beat Midgar, you're thrown into essentially an open-world area that is, like, essentially the, the room between Midgar and Calm, and then you get to Calm, and there is like a hunts system, like a post-game, like, hey, go grind these hunts or go fight 10 of these monsters or go do this um, with like maybe some secret bosses or something. So that way you can then leave, go to Calm as a hub area, get a bunch of, of like bullshit quests and then run around an open world and fight. And essentially it's like a demo. It's an episode do sky demo of like, here's what we're hoping the next game is going to, kind of look like uh and it's like easy repeatable monster hunting quests and maybe a couple of little dungeons final fantasy 15 style like nothing crazy or elaborate but something of that ilk and of that world um that you can just run around and be free in and maybe there are some secret bosses or, or secrets that reference forward in the game like midgar zolum could totally be a secret boss post-game boss in this part one uh in like hey you're in the post-game now you can just run around this area uh, and then you can run back to Midgar and go back in certain parts of it. Uh, I think that's like totally the way you should end that game as like, here's just a little tease of what we think the next Final Fantasy game is going to play and look like. Um, and it's not, I, again, I'm not thinking something huge and elaborate, but like just a big space that you can run around and fight monsters in. Uh, do you think there'll be a point in no return? Well, there kind of has to be, right? There has to be for sure. Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, like, in Final Fantasy VII, once you beat Midgar, you can't go back to Midgar until Disc Three, I think. Uh-huh. So, uh, which is like the fucking end of the game. 
Uh, so yeah, I, I think there has to be. Uh, but I don't know. I, I really think that would be such a awesome, fun way to end that part one um, and, and kind of set it up for part two. So that's um, I, I got one more general 2020 prediction okay. and then it's all next gen stuff. Uh, Capcom will announce Dragon's Dogma 2 coming exclusively to next gen. January 2021 in full Capcom style announced at E3 coming out in January and it's being developed by the Devil May Cry 5 team heavily heavily inspired by Breath of the Wild I'm talking you're climbing everything uh, and I think it's going to look dope as fuck uh, I think this is the year next gen is coming Maybe it could even be at like one of the announcement events or unveil events for next gen uh, but I think it's next gen only. It's kind of like Batman Arkham Knight is is what I'm thinking. Like comparison point of like this is going to be one of those first games. Like this isn't split gen. It's next. It's next gen only. Obviously, it'll probably work on Xbox One as well uh, by the nature of it. But it's like not on PS4. It's only on PS5 type deal. You think it's going to um, be exclusive? If that's the case, they might. I think that that could totally. I think that exclusive could go either way. Because, you know, uh, Microsoft ended up showing off Devil May Cry 5, uh, and Sony's been announcing Resident Evil. I really don't know which way the pendulum would swing on that one. It's whoever's got the most money, I would say, uh, which seems to be Sony, but who but, knows? Like, Microsoft may have said, like, they'll support it. That doesn't mean, like, third parties will commit Yeah, to they that. don't. Third parties don't have to. So. Okay, so, yeah, never mind. It'll be fine. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Uh, any other general predictions for you? Uh, I can't really think of any that I had on the top of my head. So next gen, then, baby. Um, my so my second next gen prediction. I'll kick us off here. Mm-hmm. Um, PlayStation Five will launch November twenty twenty. Backwards compatibility will be there for PS four games. Day one, but here's where I'm I'm gonna get you now, Bishan. PS three and older games will only be available backwards compatibility-wise if you have PlayStation Plus. And only through PlayStation Now. But you get to play any game that you've purchased as long as you are subscribed to PS Plus. Any old game that you have, you can play for free through PS Now, through streaming, uh, as long as you have PS Plus. So essentially, it's locked behind that paywall. Backwards compatibility is. That's my nightmare scenario. I got a lot of bad, like negative Sony um, predictions because I just think that I just I just don't know if they're on the on the ball. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but that's my like. I I feel like PlayStation will do something that is like backhandedly anti-consumer, and I think that's that is how I see it happening. Is like, hey, you can do backwards compatibility on this. If you have PlayStation Plus, kind of like how they announced, like, you can play online multiplayer if you're on PlayStation Plus last, year, last time around. So uh, that's what I'm thinking. Like, um, I don't know. Like, that, <laughs> that was like the one, the one that's like, um, like, like, like I said, for me, like, backwards compatibility is the thing that I want, which is like, weirdly, is like, I, I just want that more to even like, Newer new games, next yeah. Gens. yeah. <laughs> I, I like, get you, man. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm just in that mood, and it's like, it, like that's just what I feel, and that's just what I want. Like, um, 
I, I don't know, man. Like, like I, like, I hope it's not like that. Like, me like, too. <laughs> like, like as far as like backwards compatibility be on their fucking PlayStation Now streaming service? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I, I just don't know. It's one of those things where I think they'll just say, ah, they'll pay for it anyway. You know, like, why not? Uh, and they're not wrong. So, so, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm in the wrong here for even making such a negative prediction, but uh, I really think that it is going to be some kind of thing like that, where it's just like, hey, you will get access to this service if you pay us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's just going to be their kind of mantra going forward. That's the way that they make services like Game Pass and stuff is just by like incorporating it all in the PlayStation Plus and and whatever their paid services. What you got? Uh, so I think the the scummy thing that for next gen, that I, that probably both consoles will have. Um, but like, like the thing that like, like the the thing that's be like, oh man, here it is. Like that's like the like. But one thing that like um that that um that kind of like quote unquote bucks us this gen- uh, this con- uh, console generation is um having to have a uh, prior pri- prioritary um uh, hard drives. Ooh, so so what is for the layman? What does this mean? Um, like similar to like um Xbox sixty with um you you could only have their hard drive in order to like have like um more storage on the two or like the PlayStation Vita even whereas like you can only use their memory cards to like um uh have your saves on on the system like like um I feel like like this like that's gonna be the like the bullshit <laughs> yeah. of, of this generation. Like um just like you we want more memory because like games are like twenty two hundred two hundred gigabytes or something like that and like you know you need the extra space Cause like me, like I have a, I have hundreds of games on my system, and like I'm a hoarder for that stuff, and like I, and like you know, I don't like waiting for the downloads and stuff like that. So like I, ha- I want to have all my games just ready, ready and available. But like, um, you have to have their priority, um, uh, proprietary. Yes, I can't speak. Uh, I got you. <laughs> their, uh, their proprietary like uh, uh storage solution, whatever that is, yeah, like external just... or, yeah. Yeah, like I know, like PlayStation has put out saying like um their system can, like this like they're loading it, they're fast loading or whatever, like it can work. It's like a system wise, not really the hard drive wise, not the solid, um, solid state drive, but like still though, I think like they're gonna need like a prepare that word, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hard drive for it to like um the function and like to get as much as you want, like like the max hard drive space I can you could be like thankful for that they will give us is like maybe a terabyte but like that's if we're lucky like I yeah. it'll, it'll probably still be like 500 gigabytes which is, it won't be enough I would bet it'll come stock with a terabyte mm. I think so uh, I think both will um, the two terabyte the fabled two terabyte storage maybe that'll be an option down the line um, but yeah that's not a bad prediction too with them talking about like the special onboard SSDs that they're making for these platforms to make loading time load times essentially non-existent. My concern is even more like, uh, and we talked about a little bit of like how they're they're using they might be using like a RAM style memory. And, and Scott and Tony had a little bit more insight on that on the podcast months. This was months ago that we talked about this of like how that can be a good thing and a bad thing. Um, my concern is that it's like onboard storage, right? It's part of the logic board in that platform. So like 
the storage it comes with is all it will ever have and you can never change it. Um, which I guess is like an extension of what you're saying, but just more that it's like a chipset memory that is like soldered or mounted into the board. This is not a thing that you can go out, go and take out. Um, and that type of storage, uh, let's say like companies like Apple use that, um, because it is faster and it transfers data a lot faster and it's on board. But, like, in instances where that storage fails, you have to replace the whole board inside of it, which would, one, make it way more expensive to fix, but, two, would make it impossible to swap out that storage. Um, so I think the bigger concern, but just going on with what you say, is, like, it comes with the storage it comes with, and that's it. And, like, external storage is, like, insufferably slow because it's not, like, using their their loading system that they have integrated internally for it. And that might mean that they just drop support for external storage at all, mm-hmm. um, which I I see happening. Yeah, that's a that's a good one, Namishin. That's really good. Um, so I have a few predictions about launch games. I have one for for each platform, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft's big launch games will be a big three: Forza, which is going to have a new subtitle. I think now is the time to. Essentially, like, the Horizon team is making it, but, like, it's got a new subtitle. And it, like, helps transcend that Horizon franchise into, like, this is now the main Forza franchise. I don't know what that subtitle is. But you think the Horizon in- game is going to do it? Or be the first one out? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I, I think um, it's just, like, clear that critically and, like, fan-wise, that, that is the more popular franchise of the two. And I think they, they might just drop Forza Motorsport altogether. Mm-hmm. Um... I, and I like. I'm not saying that's a bad. I think that's a smart thing to do. I did, like. I don't think there's any shame in that. Maybe they they keep doing it because maybe there is a hardcore fan base for the motorsport games. But I, I don't know. Uh, but Horizon, Forza Horizon team, whatever they're making, is one of them. Halo Infinite is another, and the new Fable game is the third. Uh, and I think it's a total reboot. I think it keeps some of the old lore. You know, like maybe it takes place. A hundred thousand years later, and it's like references to the old characters and all that. But like, this is a new team. I think it's that like other Forza team that is split off and to make this and has been working on it for years. Uh, I think it'll be an open world action RPG. I think it's influenced by like sim aspects, like the previous games that were like you're putting on weight, lo- lo- lowering weight, making relationships with random townspeople and all that. But I think it's more inspired by The Witcher, especially in Horizon. And it's focusing more on like side stories, more characters, more party members, and a huge sprawling world that isn't like lanes and pathways. Like I duck dipped my toe into ha- into Fable Three recently. Don't ask me why, Nobishin. I don't have answers to these questions. Blame Game Pass. But it it is one of those things where like everything is just like a linear path to the next thing and that's just how the fable mm-hmm. games are you compare that to any open world rpg now and it's like obviously the exact opposite i think we're just going to see like a modern fable game that is about uh really great art and style uh really great side quests and characters uh and just exploring a world and getting to know people like human to human relationships which has always been like the most fun enjoyable part about fable like especially fable 3 where you could just like come up and interact with just about anyone and townspeople would 
be supporters of you as the king or queen and and like i think they're gonna take that and and reintroduce that again but like with witcher style side quests of like emotion and feelings and way more dialogue and dialogue choices uh and way more character just across the board uh with action that is like intense and fun like a horizon or like a like a big actiony rpg so i think Mm -hmm. those are the three pillars of of Microsoft's like we got Halo Infinite which has got awesome multiplayer I don't I still don't really have a solid prediction as to what that game is going to be I'm hoping it's great we've got a new Forza that's bigger and fun and more like the Horizon games more accessible Uh, and we've got Fable which is like the heavy lore like dialogue driven character driven emotional RPG that Microsoft's been lacking for years and years and I, man, if they if they can deliver that, what a fucking launch lineup! Will um, Peter Molyneux make an appearance on stage? Peter Molyneux will not reveal himself ever again. <laughs> He's done. No, man, what a fun thing that would be too! If Peter Molyneux walks out on stage on Xbox's conference at E3, mm-hmm. ooh, daddy, I would lose my mind. Mark it down now. If I see that, I will freak out. I don't think so. What do you think? Do you have a Launch lineup predictions and all? Not necessarily that, but like something along those lines, or or at least this is like another like hopes and dreams type of like wishful thinking or something like that. But like, um, like I think Sony will like um try to make a studio that will like um focus on like um bringing back series like Sly and um Jack and Daxter, um. Or just like cool, just like just just a studio for that, like just like a side series, like maybe get Sinzar or something like that, and just like have them just do that. Because like um, I think they see then like with like with uh, Crash and Spiral recently that like people still like and want these things, and obviously Ratchet and Clank was like a really big um selling point for them. Um, I think there's a rumor about like um that being like a launch line game for PlayStation Five, so that'd be cool. But Crash? like um, uh, no um Ratchet and Clank, like the Ooh. next one. That would be cool. Yeah, but like, um, like I, I have no, I have no basis on this, but like, I think that's like a, that would be a smart thing to do. Is just like, um, it's like I have a studio just to like do that, like kind of like how Bob makes toys or um, whatever Activision Studios who do like Crash and Spyro, um, like have something like that just within Sony to have bring back their IPs and like, um, just have fun with them. Yeah, totally. I, I would love to see something and and just more of that. Uh, in general um sony their launch i think it's gonna have it's gonna lean almost entirely on horizon zero dawn 2 which i think will happen um i think it will be it's gonna come out with a system day and date uh i think it's gonna be really breath of the wild influence uh a thing that i've noticed like going back to horizon one uh or horizon zero dawn uh the recently is the like if if there is a place that you can get on top of there's only ever one place that you can get on top of it from and it's frustrating cuz you kind of have to look for those yellow signs that you can climb up and it doesn't happen often or like all the time i should say but it does happen a lot um so i i think influencing breath of the wild influ- influencing like the influence of that flexibility will be a big part of horizon and like more so 
Like, I would bet you see a paraglider in this game, for example. I would bet you can kind of climb, free climb, not all of everything, like in Breath of the Wild, but maybe more like Assassin's Creed Odyssey or or something like that, where you can pretty much just climb anything. You just got to look at it. Um, and I think it will also, like, the, the surprising part of influence for Breath of the Wild is it, it'll have, like, physics-based interactions in the world. Like, I think you'll be able to destroy things, like like hit a cliff and it like rocks will break off the cliff and fall onto machines, things like that. Um, I think it'll be more inspired by breath of the wild than assassin's creed, uh, to be specific. But I I'm, I'm thinking faster, more aerial, uh, more flexibility physics with everything, everything interacting with each other. And I think that's going to be Sony's like main game. I would bet that they announce other things, but like similar to infamous second son, they're going to be kind of coming out in early 2021. Mm. But, I mean, if they nail it, Horizon 2 might be all they need at launch. We'll see. What do you got? I'm pretty much tapped out for my stuff, because I did know how much I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a thought, but then I lost it. That's all right. uh, I, got, I got one left, so uh, right. it's it's very simple. This is me trying to get easy points. Uh, Xbox Series X Day One Edition, because I think they'll do that again, will come with a full year of Game Pass. Mm. Twelve months, baby. Ima- imagine the sell on that. Like, hey, we understand a lot of people have never tried Xbox One. We want to get you in. If you have Xbox One X, you already have an Xbox Series. But let me tell you, if you buy either Xbox Series S or Xbox Series X on Day One, you'll get a full year of Game Pass. You will get access to over 200 games right now for up to 12 months, including the full first year of Xbox exclusives, uh, platform exclusives, um, just bundled in with that. I think that there's just no better sell. Uh, and I think that's... If, if you manage to push consoles with that, like everybody's on the hook, I promise. All those people are going to be coming back. And I think it, it has to be like a year. It has to be a big deal. It has to be a huge value for people because it, it has to be enough to sway folks that are on the line. And I think uh, I think that'll do it, honestly. I think there's just no better value in video games and more and more people are aware of that every single day. So if you just managed to pull that off, I think you did good. It's a must, if I may. Uh, um, do you think any of these new consoles are going to have... Um... Uh, a wireless charger inside of it. So like you Ooh. Just put your controller on top of the no. on the console. No. I just don't think so. <laughs> I have a, maybe a lot of opinions about wireless charging just because of what I associate myself with every day of my life. Mm-hmm. Um and all I have to hear about it all the time. But I just don't think that's practical. More than likely those thing the consoles would have to have glass on the top in order for that to work because they have to have like essentially a, a something an induction point and it has to be material that that the electronic induction can go through like glass or certain plastics but i don't think that's a good idea and i think that's just a waste of money Mm. i think that would make those platforms more expensive when they just don't need to be so maybe the controllers will be able to charge wirelessly both of them or one of them but i just don't think the platform will have that inherent to it that would just look stupid, you know. Oh, my con- my controllers are always on top of my consoles because they charge there. I just think that's silly. 
maybe maybe I'm being like way too cynical on this. I don't know, Navishin, but I just I think it is just a waste of space and a waste of money in the actual hardware that would make the prices higher for no reason. For th- a thing that most people would probably forget that their console can do. So, um, the last thing I have, Nabishin, is just uh, the date and the price of both platforms. I've got it locked and loaded. Do you want to hear mine? And then if, you, if you've got one off of that? Sorry, you, you pu- delayed a little bit. Oh, sorry. Uh, I've got the date and price of both consoles. Okay. That, that's, those are, I would say, the last predictions. Um, I've got mine locked and loaded. Do you, do you have an idea of, for yours? Um, price, yes, date, no. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll say mine first for both because I got them ready. So Xbox Series X, I think it comes out Friday, November 20th, just because it's a Friday. It's before Black Friday. And it's it sounds good. It's right right around the same time Xbox One, PS4 came out. Uh, the Series S, which will be the same Xbox One X, like I said, they're going to start repackaging and selling it on the same day. And all existing Xbox One X will receive a major software update day one to make change the UI to make it Xbox Series and all that. I think original Xbox Ones and One Ss will have the same UI and all that. It's, they're just going to be Xbox Ones. But the series, the Xbox One X will become a Series S, so to speak, mm. uh, and it's gonna be four ninety nine plus tax, baby. Uh, PlayStation Five, I think, will also come out November twentieth, and I think it will also be four ninety nine. Same uh, day. Same day. Uh, and I think, uh, it, you know, as kind of already established, it'll be its own platform. It'll have a new user interface and everything and features and all that. So, um, what you got, man? What do you think? Um, I think that the PlayStation will release on November 13, 2020 because it released on 2000, uh, November 13, 2013. Mm, yeah. So that's the same date again. That's a Friday as well. So, yes. Um, and I just think the Xbox will come out like a week before that. That just seems like a move a day want to make would do yeah because like if it's there then it's like of course we'll go first i mean i mean if it's there first and like you'd be like of course i'll go get that or type of thing so mm. like um like, no you that's not a bad idea yeah like i i just think like the strategy is like this to be before like whatever again i think like um the thing xbox will try to do or or what i think they should do at least is like just be just be that one step ahead where Sony says, like, whatever you say, like, we're just going to be above it. Not, not necessarily waiting for them to say, like, their price or whatever. Just, like, be confident and, like, be like you need to you need be, you need to be out first type of thing. Yeah. Fair, fair. Price? Um, I think the 499 is going to be the Series X. I did not think that the PlayStation would be probably um uh a hundred dollars under that, and then like um and then uh the Series Xbox S yeah it's gonna be um a hundred dollars under that so yeah yeah I think I, I think the Series S or One X if it is rebranded I think yeah that'll be three hundred and uh... I I also think like um 
the the uh, all digital edition. I think that's probably going to be one hundred dollars. Like it should have been in the first place, <laughs> like mm. around that time. And that'll that'll just like go off the shelves around that time. Especially yeah, since, that would, what a deal since, that would be. Yeah, especially since it'd be like around Black Friday. So like, yeah, it'll, it'll probably be a hundred dollars fine then. I could also see it going to like a firm two hundred. I know it's been on sale for that for for some time, um, but I think it, they could just like formally drop the price of that. So, um, hundred is is a steal though. Boy, howdy. Um, I think you ever did that. Yeah, I don't know if uh, I mean they do it with PS two. Went down to hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, I, I mean, to be fair, PS2 sold real well. So even after the PS3 had come out, so um, I think that's all I got, man. Any other predictions? Last minute thoughts, feelings? Oh no! Like I can't really think. Of, like we didn't really talk too much about Nintendo as far as like just in general. Yeah, I like so I had a Nintendo prediction. I mean, I, I had one that I did say, the Paper Mario thing. Mm-hmm. Um, th- one of the other ones that I asked was, Nintendo will announce and release Switch Pro console this fall. Uh, it's going to release the same day as Breath of the Wild 2, which would be September 25th, if you're uh-huh. curious. I went bold on it. Obviously, <laughs> they, they've they've come out and said, hey, no hardware revision at all this year. No new hardware. Uh, I think that before. They have said that before, for sure. Uh, and, like, you know, Switch Lite came out and all that, so... There's precedent for it. I I don't know. I do think Breath of the Wild two will come out this year. I could have probably kept that. And I think they'll maybe come out September or holiday. What makes you think that? Um, I don't know, man. I I just get the feeling that I just get a Majora's Mask vibe. I think it is is the prevail prevailing thing of like they did the DLC for Breath of the Wild and then they went silent for two years, right? And then they announced Breath of the Wild sequel, and they showed a lot. But they said a little, you know, they didn't say much, um, which me makes me think like they they know exactly what this game is, and it I imagine it takes place in the same Hyrule as Breath of the Wild, which saves them a lot of time if they just take those assets forward and edit them as opposed to reinvent them. Mm. Um, and I just get the vibe. It, it's the same reason why I really feel like there's gonna be an Odyssey too, where like I don't necessarily have a logical basis for this, but I I get the feeling that. The, this is all they they have a, a good idea of what they want to do and it's coming together quickly um i feel like them them announcing it last year is too soon if it's if it's not coming out like within 18 months of that right. um and to be you know i i know that they've done stuff like you know they announced yoshi probably too early they announced metroid prime 4 obviously way too early but they've done this happened after those things, which makes me feel like they have learned from what they've done and the mistakes that they've made. Um, I don't think they would have announced this if they didn't feel like they could deliver it in a timely manner. Um, it's just too, too huge a thing. And they know how long breath of the wild took. I just, I want to think that Nintendo is in a great spot where they, they seem to be learning from a lot of their mistakes. Um, so that's, I guess my, my prevailing hope with breath of the wild too. Like, cause, um, like the two things people are, are like saying like over and over again, and it's like, and this is just uh, Breath of the Wild two and like um, Horizon Zero Dawn too. Like uh, that's why like, I feel like uh, mm. people want those to exist like so that if they're just saying it to exist, but like I don't know, but it's like actually really going to happen. Yeah. Um, At like, least we Hori- know Breath of the Wild two does actually exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like um, like Horizon, like for 
like I, like you know, you know there's a sequel happening for that but like like I I I feel like I feel like the, the earliest that game will come out like is probably like the first half of like um 2021. Mm. Just just because of like um a like around the time there's that's just the time for games now these days and like um like I also like um I feel like they need to ramp that game up. Like Sony likes to like really drag out their stuff so like whenever they're um wherever their event if they're if that's even gonna happen still um to announce the PS five and if they do announce that game, you know, like they'll show that game over and over and over again until like mm-hmm. it eventually uh, shows up at the beginning of the next year. Yeah, I think like with with that, it's just that it feels like it's been a right amount of time. They clearly had such a good idea and like they're they're clearly going places with it. Like I've not finished Horizon, but I know that it, it sets up like a franchise, certainly. Um so I, I think there's just confidence that they were ready to green light a sequel and then make it. And and that is like the Sony game that is like time's up. Like it is time to talk about whatever Gorilla is working on next at the very least. And also they're launching a platform. And if you think about it, right? Like we know no PlayStation games that are launching on PlayStation five right now. So when it is, when they are announced, uh, well, PlayStation games, like, Sony yeah, games. Um, but like when, when those games are announced, they will just by the nature of them be announced very close to when they were releasing with the platform. Uh, or when close announced to close to when they will release. So I think if Horizon fits the bill of a kind of game that they would want to announce in the release or like a game that we, we would want to launch with a new platform or whatever, um, it it just by the nature of this situation, it will be announced close to when it comes out. Um, but I think Sony of the big ones of the big three are the ones that have done that the least, you know. They've done next to none of the announce and release within six months. Uh, I can't really think of an example they did in the PlayStation 4 generation. Uh, Not off the top of my head, at least. Um, I guess, like, if you look at their Capcom announcements, those are, like, they had the stage for those announcements, so I guess those might kind of fit a little bit into that. Resident Evil 2, Monster Hunter World and all that, and Mm -hmm. RE7. Uh, right. But, you know, that that doesn't really count. Um, and certainly Microsoft hasn't done it. So, so, like, you know, they announced Crackdown 3 in 2013. So, like, that game came out last year. Um, but Nintendo has done it. And, like, they've had so much success with it. And Bethesda's done it. Other third parties have done it, right? Like, things outside of Sony's sphere. And they've got to be looking around of, like, what are other people doing? What can we be doing? Uh, just because I, I think Sony is just a very, they like to push the boundaries of everything. You know, I, I think they're always watching everybody, not because they feel inadequate or feel like they need to do what everyone else is doing, but because they like to be better than everyone and to look at what is succeeding on other platforms and incorporate that better and more acutely into their own like rollout. I think it's just the Sony way of doing things. So okay. Also, um, uh, how about this? Um. I'm gonna say something. Well, there's two things I want to say. One, sure. I want I want I want to make this stupid joke. Um, Please, the prediction, the for sure prediction, the the for sure prediction. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn two comes out a week later. Breath of the Wild two comes out. That's what's <laughs> and it it also ruins that game. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> whenever they come out, Breath of the Wild two just shows up. Horizon Zero Dawn is like, all right, it's a 4K. Like we had it this time, and you did it again. 
get, that would be so funny. Yeah, like all over again, my God. Um, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. I just I'm and I wish you give you your I'm to give give me your gut punch of like what you think is that's the future of it. That's the sure. general. Sure. Uh, the initiative. The uh, mm. the Microsoft Quadruple A Studio. <laughs> like, what do you even think that's gonna be? I've thought about it a lot, honestly, and and like not in a clear way. I th- I, I go back and forth, right? Like either I think they will they'll try and do something mechanically breathtaking or narratively breathtaking. I I just and I, there's no point. There's nothing in my head saying that they can't do both. Ideally, obviously, I want all video games to be both. But well, maybe not all video games. Tetris is good. Just don't touch it. Um, but it, I I think it's it has to be one or the other. It has to be a Last of Us or it has to be Halo, right? Like I I think it just it has to be something of that tier, right? It's it's Halo Two levels of multiplayer where it's like maybe a Destiny style game that is platform exclusive, that is huge, ongoing, and that everyone wants to be a part of. And I don't know. The thing is, like, I don't know how you do that successfully because. I think that's just Fortnite. Um, like that 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 is the game that has the mass appeal that everyone wants to be a part of. Um, so I I think that's out. So I I think it could it could be a single player uh, game. It could be like a big narrative or story driven or like we're going to introduce you to characters and make you care about them and take you on a journey and tell a story with them. I just don't know what that is like. I don't know who's directing that game. I don't know what the flavor of love for that game is, like what the kind of style that they're going for is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that we see it this year. <laughs> like, honestly, I think that is a game that's just got to cook for as long as it can. And so, and Microsoft has other things. Like, they have Halo Infinite. They have um, presumably this Fable game that's been rumored for years and years and years. Uh, so I, I think they don't need it, but... If I had to guess, I would say, yeah, it's it's going to be some narrative-driven game that is gunning for what Naughty Dog's doing. Like, specifically a Naughty Dog kind of game. Not like that it's going to play like that, that it'll be a third-person shooter or whatever. It might not be. Um, but I think it is gunning for that, that kind of production value. Because that's like, as far as I'm concerned, Naughty Dog is the only developer making quadruple-A video games right now. Mm. Um, and, like, if if you want to talk about that tier... Right above Rockstar, above Horizon, above the biggest of the big, I think Naughty Dog is that developer. Well, I, I was going to say you don't think uh, Death Stranding was that in a way, but never mind. No, <laughs> no, I don't. Which is fine. Death Stranding didn't need to be that, but you know, Death Stranding is a twee indie game with a million billion billion dollar budget, <laughs> and I love it. But it's it's not that. I, I just don't think it's that. Um, Naughty Dog is like. The motion capture, it's the actors, it's the emotions, it's the the f- level of detail in animation, execution, and gameplay that is unmatched and surreal. It is Ellie, you know, ducking between two standees in a in a store market, and like having that be a unique animation that you'll maybe only see once in that whole game. It's that. It, that is what Naughty Dog is right now, and I think. That's what Microsoft is gunning for. But I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know, uh, you know. Um, what about you? What do you think? Um I I definitely think it'll be like um 
trying to be um in a weird way like like it's 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 kind of shitty to say it that way in in a way too i feel like like it has to be a studio that that apes sony it's like their like, kind of portfolio like how they do how they do their games but like, mm-hmm. but like weirdly in a way like like probably like for the past like maybe like seven years or whatever like those are the games that get nominated for game of the year and yes like, that's what like, microsoft wants too i think they want a game that gets accolades you know yeah, because, like, I, when I think about, like, you know, like, Gears 5 came in, and, like, um, unfortunately, that game didn't get the love that it got, but, um, or deserved, or whatever, but, like, people, people who like that game like that game, but, like, no one really talks about it, and, like, and I, and you know Halo's gonna be one of those games, but, like, it's, like, how much it's gonna take the conversation, or, like, how much is it gonna be, like, um, like, will, 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 will Halo be held up because of how good the story is as much as like how much the multiplayer is it's like you know like call of duty is a game that like sells well every year and it is a good game every year but it comes out so often that like no one really even pays attention as far as like um what it does and stuff like that like it gets his it gets his um eights and nines and even ten out of tens in some places but like um it's never for game of the year anymore like like you know, like consistently, it used to be like Modern Warfare was game of the year. Then, like after Modern Warfare Two, is just like kind of whatever. It's like, like, like it's a good game, but like we're we're not considering it game of the year um, because it doesn't really try to hit those notes or whatever. It's kind of like my thing with like with Far Cry Five, where it was like I got to the point with with that game and that series in general was like, like I'm just done with this because like um, there's nothing to this anymore. It's just the yeah, same like thing like you're again. you're fucking beautiful and you're you're fun to play, but like your story is complete garbage and like there's like no excuse why is it garbage? Why it shouldn't be? It should be something more. It should be great. Yeah. It should be something that like we all want to talk about. It's like instead of being this stupid forgettable thing. And and I'll say this too because nobody's talking about it, and I'm amazed that nobody's talking about. It. Maybe somebody out there is, but we're gonna talk about it right here in Amishin. Uh-huh. I think this is the year that Call of Duty breaks, dude. And and the reason is, like, we found out last year this was the one that fell apart. And they had to, like, call in Treyarch to fix up. Because this is Sledgehammer's third game. And this was the one where they were working with Ravensoft and they had creative differences. And essentially, Treyarch had to come in and take over and make it Black Ops. Uh, and it's going to be a Black Ops game. And it's going to be a Treyarch game with Sledgehammer and, and Ravensoft. And that's never happened before, and this is the first year that the cycle kind of got broken, and I think this is the first year where we're going to see, like, oh, this game feels like a mess. I really genuinely think this will be the year. Mm. And it sucks because I, this will be the year that obviously comes out on new consoles, and I just think something's going to be broken. Or, like, and it, Call of Duty always has, like, a level of polish to it that is, like pretty unmatched for those annual games and and benefits from three-year development cycles for the folks that are actually making those games every year um but this is the one where stuff messed up halfway in this is the one where activision had to step in this is the one where treyarch has to kind of come in halfway through and make it their game versus it being their game from the start i think this is the year that call of duty breaks I mean, like, what, but uh, Black Ops Four was kind of that way, and what they did with uh, Blackout because Battle Royale was such a big thing. 
For oh. sure. And I think like this year, maybe they'll try and do blackout again and it just won't be that thing because it just can't be twice. So right. like, I don't know if it'll break in a way that'll be like a critical flop or whatever, but I just think this is the year that we start to see the seams coming apart, you know? Mm. It seems to happen every time they go to a new generation. Because Ghost was kind of like that. Ghost was a mess, yeah. So, I mean, which means that they could easily recover from it, but I just think this is the one, you know? This is where if we're gonna see a messy Call of Duty, this is gonna be the year because it's been pretty, you know, standard fare for the last few years. So. Since Black Ops Three, I would say. Uh-huh. Uh, one of my other predictions that I asked was Anthem will relaunch in holiday 2020 on next gen consoles. If you owned it before, you own it on new consoles. It's a completely reimagined game that builds on the base of what was there before. Could be free to play, but I won't go that far. That's what I wrote. Um, they kind of announced that like today. <laughs> so I don't know if it'll be coming out on next gen platforms and they certainly didn't say when this revamp will happen. They just said that they're doing it. So mm-hmm. that's why well, I asked it. What about Stadia? <sighs> Man, here's a prediction. We won't be talking about Stadia 12 months from now. <laughs> I think because, maybe it just it, won't, it, won't exist. Was it because like out of our consciousness, or because like it just be gone after that point? Uh, I don't know. It might, one or the other. Uh, There's a possibility. I guess it, it it still exists, but man, it feels like it doesn't, and it does now. So like, I don't know. I don't. There's certainly nothing I can think of that you do to save that platform. Um, Have since video it, like, games on it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that would be a good start at the very least. But it just seems like. They sent that out to die. Yeah, poor Jay Raymond. She's just fucking just goes I It sucks, dude. I firmly believe she is like one of the most talented people in video games and that it's just had nothing but bad breaks for the last 10 years. Mm. She, You know what? They just need to put her at like, she just needs to be like head of indies at PlayStation. Take Shuhei's job or something. And <laughs> just like, just like a, a, a position that everyone is familiar with or like, you know, he, like associate head of indies at Nintendo or something like Go in there, like, uh, be in front of people, let people see you, and, like, just, you know, be able to do something with a reliable company that <laughs> that you don't have to, like, stress about, you know what I mean? Because mm. uh, I, I think, I just think that's what she she needs. Who knows? It will we see the success of Jade Raymond of <laughs> this generation. I hope so. Uh, anything else? An option? Um... What about Star Wars video games? I or, or even or even Marvel with video games. It's like both those like properties right now. Because like I think like is there is there contract up? Soon? Star Wars for yeah mm. for the exclusivity? it might have might have been twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. I don't know. Like, There's probably not a fast way to find that out. Do you believe in the uh, the gate the uh, the Greg Miller theory as far as like? You know, like Tony got an exclusive with Spider Man, Nintendo got an exclusive with Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That like Microsoft's getting exclusive. So, Man, um, I, that that idea of like that being a initiative game, like whatever the, their game is, is like a big Marvel game. That would be cool. I think there's that, there's a possibility for that. Um, the my concern is like, what is that game? And is it an RPG? Because I I think it should be an RPG. And like, what Marvel character fits into that? What studio is making that? 
Like, you know, the, Microsoft just picked up Double Fine. Like, imagine Double Fine making any fucking Marvel game. <laughs> like, I don't even care what. Like, whatever they do, I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, EA apparently signed a 10-year deal with Disney in 2013. Okay. Uh, so we've got three more years still. Which gets us, I think, at least one more Jedi Fallen Order game. For sure. Uh, but past that, I don't know. Maybe Battlefront, Battlefront 3 on new platforms. I think that would make sense. But I don't even know what... I want to stay away from Battlefront. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I really hope so, because I don't even know what the fuck Battlefront 3 looks like. Um, but it probably doesn't look that great. <laughs> like, just going off of history to tell us. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, Marvel games are weird because, like, they're so... Like, we haven't even seen what Avengers is yet, really. So I am I think the jury's still out with what those look like. I mean, Spider-Man's probably going to be great. Spider-Man 2 is going to be awesome. Um, I'm hoping for, like, a symbiote uh, slash Miles Morales story. Uh, and I think it'll be great. So, uh, and hopefully they they fix your other issues with, with those games so that way you can come in and have a good time with it. That's my hope for Spider-Man 2. Um, a very difficult task, I would say. Fairly fairly so, but um, um, that's what I'm hoping for. We never talked about those Batman games. The Batman game. The, oh, yeah, the, Montreal, the game. Montreal game. Do you think that comes out this year? Uh, I think so, and I think it's going to yeah. be a last-gen game. <laughs> Just like Batman yeah. Arkham Origins. I fucking so think so, too, and it's such a bummer. I mean, like... Mm. Ideally, backwards compatibility will just make that a non-issue, but right. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I think it comes out this year. I, you know, they don't, they wouldn't be teasing it this much if it wasn't this year. Is my feeling, but like, what is that game? You know, quarter owls, whatever. Well, like, whatever the predictions are, like, sure. I do hope it is something that has like the nemesis system to some extent in it. Um, mm. Because Batman, I think, would work well with that. And it doesn't have to be... like it, I don't think it needs to be the same thing where like random thugs will become your nemesis. I just think it is like, hey, Joker can roll up on you any fucking time and you have to fight him. Uh, and like he can run away and then you have to chase after him and catch him. Uh, or any... like Essentially, the rogues gallery can enact upon you or send dudes after you any time. Uh, and I think that would just be cool. It doesn't have to be the full implementation, just like a surface level version of it. And you could do some really amazing things with it. Fingers crossed. Mm. I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I can really think off the top of my head. That's good stuff. Do we do we want to have stakes for our major predictions, or do we have enough stakes going on this year? Enough yeah. stakes in the pan. I th- I think we're good. <laughs> cool. I I would be fun to if we uh if we maybe do a 2021 predictions show to go back through these uh next year and, and see how we did. Mm-hmm. Um but thank you Nobshin for joining me as always. If you liked this listening along listener, uh you should subscribe to Rational Passions presents cuz Nobshin and I have fun little chats like this all the time. Uh, and you can listen to them right here on this feed. You can also follow each of us at Alfighter27 on Twitter. That's me. And at Nabashin186, N-A-B-E-S-H-I-N-186. That's you, Nabashin. People follow you for your joyous takes. Uh, or, or they could follow you for your hot Kingdom Hearts takes uh, and listen to the uh, the Kingdom Hearts ranking uh, where you just open up with that fucking song take that I I was editing that podcast recently. I was like, oh, God, I forgot how hot this started. <laughs> uh, but I got us there by the end of it. Uh, I had my hot takes out there. 
Um, I hope you really enjoyed this. Uh, if you did, you should, like I said, subscribe to Rational Passions Presents. It's a collection of a bunch of stuff. There could be more weird, fun stuff on that feed soon. Uh, the only way you're going to hear it is if you subscribe. Uh, check out irrationalpassions.com. Check out Irrational Passions Podcast. It's a weekly show that Nabish and I both host. Uh, it's up every Tuesday on your Apple Podcasts and podcast feeds. And uh, live every Saturday, youtube.com forward slash Irrational Passions. But you can find all that out on irrationalpassions.com. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. And I hope you have a good day. Goodbye. Goodbye.